0: Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social,
1: collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, episode 84, recorded on Thursday 5th January 2012. Kudos to you. ISW's Adam Brown and IBM's Luis Suarez and Colleen Burns join us to talk Lotusphere News, Connecting at Connect 2012, ISW's new Kudos Badges system, gamification without gaming, and much, much more. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. Well, hello and welcome to This Week in Lotus. We are here for episode 84. I am Stuart McIntyre and once again joined by Darren Duke. Hello, Darren.
2: And the first episode of 2012, or 2012, or how are we supposed to say it?
1: I think it's 2012. I think it's a common consensus, but happy new year to everybody. Great to have you back listening to This Week in Lotus again. How was your break?
2: It was nice and quiet, which means uh, it's not going to be quiet for about the next two months. <laughs> That's the price we
1: pay for quiet weekends. Exactly, exactly. It is, it's pretty scary coming back to only, you know, whatever it is, 12 days to, to Lodzfair. I think it's only nine now. But so it seems like a very short period of time between the Christmas break and uh, straight into leicester again.
2: Well, Well, yeah, and so... Because the holidays all fell on a weekend, the days off, the bank holidays, quote-unquote, stretch out the week yeah. after. So, it's, it's shortens it even more. So, you, yeah, you don't realize until you come back. And I was arguing with Lisa. She was saying, no, nah, let us for three weeks ago. I'm like, no, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, just a, a week today, I think you're traveling, and I, I travel a day later. So, it'd be good to see you in Orlando anyway. Yep. It'll be great. Thanks for being on again. And once again, we're joined by a panel of esteemed guests from around the community and around the world as well, too. From Spain, first of all, we've got Luis Suarez. Hi there, Luis.
0: Hi, Stu. Thanks for having me again. Happy New Year. How's everything? Happy
1: New Year to you, too. Yeah, it's good. Thank you. Things are are good. Very hectic pre-legisphere. How are things with you? Um, right now on holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the long Spanish holidays is great.
0: I know, I know, I know. I'm getting ready here for the Three Kings and there's a big day over here with the family and presents and everything else. So it's kind of a big hectic on the other side of things, you know.
1: (laughs) So for those that haven't heard from you before, Luis, do you want to tell us who you work for and what you do and where you are as well? Yeah, right. Uh, So I work for IBM
0: Spain. I'm part of the software group. I'm part of a small team called Blue IQ. And our mission is to help basically help IBM accelerate its own adoption of social software tools, both inside and outside of the firewall. So my role is more a little bit of a social computing evangelist. And uh, I currently live and work in Gran Canaria, where the sunshine is lovely.
1: And one of the things yes. I most love about your blog is the way you put in photos of, of around the islands. It's just fantastic to see some of the views. Be That's yeah. funny.
2: That's one of the worst things <laughs> <laughs> in <first> the blog. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, come on, it's fun. You
0: know, it's, it's, it actually shows people a little bit of of where I live and everything else. And and the last round of blog posts are actually pictures from Tenerife. I was there uh, in December last year on a few days' holiday as well, and and it's been wow, tremendous trip. And I'm sort of like sharing some of the. Really nice pictures that I have the opportunity to take there, and uh, I wish I were like some sort of like a professional photographer because I'm not doing justice to half of the beauty that is over there. So,
2: between you, just, and, yeah, yeah. Between you, between you and Francie Tanner, it makes me want to leave my windowless <laughs> office. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and I guess you really are living the social life, aren't you, in so many ways? I mean, both sort of technically and, you know, in, in your business, but also living where you are, but networked with so many people around the world, particularly in the US and, and other places. Uh, you know, it's, it's a great combination to have.
0: It is, you know, and it's actually proved that it is possible. It's possible to, you know, live and work through a social business life, right? And and one of the interesting things that I have found over the last few years is how the conversation is morphing into, oh my God, today i allow you to really work there <laughs> to like, uh, yeah, I get my job done here, you know, like kind of thing. <laughs> so it's rather interesting. And, and i I tell you what, I've been here now for nearly eight years and I wouldn't change it. It's, it's, it's a completely different, I mean, Colleen could probably relate to this as well, living in Florida and it's, it's a different world. You know, and over here in Europe where the rest of uh, you lot are, freezing to death i'm kind of like on my shorts and t-shirt oh
1: yes stop now you're not you're not endearing (laughs)
2: yourself to
0: listeners just so you know i know i know i know know. hey life is tough you know
1: (laughs) well you mentioned clean so let's bring clean in we have clean burns as well from ibm hi clean
3: hello and i wish it was as warm here but uh there are flannels on today
1: (laughs) and we were talking about this you're in florida it should be glorious sunshine but not today
3: Oh, well, I don't know. It's still quite early. There's no sun yet. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you've been to Lotusphere where you said, you know, the welcome party that night standing by the pool wearing mittens.
1: Yep. So, been there, done it.
3: <laughs> yeah. So it happens.
1: Indeed. Note to self, pack mittens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you do for IBM, clean?
3: Well, um, I'm in a new role now, I think, since we last spoke, and I'm leading the influencer relations uh Team, and by team I mean me, um, and, uh, <laughs> and um, actually though I'm still wearing the social media strategy hat along with uh, Donna Beeg and um, and Joyce Davis uh, for Lotusphere and Connect, and so we have been um, you know happy to have the holiday and the break, but uh, we are you know full speed ahead, working on um, a lot of really cool things I think uh, for both conferences.
1: And who are the influencers you're trying to relate to? Is it sort of analysts and press, I
3: guess? You know, anybody really who is um, an influencer in our community. So, yeah, it includes analysts and press. It includes thought leaders um, like yourself, Stuart, you know, working with the IBM champions um, and uh, academics. It's, it's, you know, a variety of uh, those people who um, touch the people we want to talk to.
1: It's possible to blush on a podcast. I I just am. (laughs) 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 It's it's great to have you on. It's it's really good to have (coughs) you on. I know you've got to drop off halfway through, but it's fantastic to have you on. And just uh, Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And also from another sunny, glorious place in the world, we have Adam Brown all the way from Australia. Hi there, Adam.
4: Hi, Stuart. Hi, guys. How are you all doing?
1: Yeah, doing good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the show. So you're at the other end of the day. Colleen's 6am. I am. What time is it with you?
4: Uh, it's about 10 10 p.m. here, and I'm enjoying a, a beautiful Australian summer and and uh, proudly watching Michael Clark smash three ton today versus uh, in the in the uh, international test match against India. The 300 plus. It's a pretty awesome score. So and he's on about
2: cricket for anyone who
4: doesn't quite get that. Yeah. Yeah, sure yeah. to depreciate it, it, maybe not <laughs> everyone else.
1: At least you're not playing England. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so tell us who you work for, Anna, and what you did.
4: Sure. Okay, so I, I'm a director of uh, technology with ISW. So we're an IBM premier partner based in Australia. Um, we, we're a cross brand sort of certified partner that focuses exclusively on IBM technologies. Um, and I guess my heritage is very much around sort of Lotus and ICS, so I sort of go back 15 years in you know, the notes domino world and then more recently um, the last few years working with connections. So we do heaps of work around connections in Australia and um, and beyond and yeah, that's sort of who I am and what we do.
1: Brilliant and some big news coming out of your company this week, so we'll come back to that a bit, a bit later on but thanks for joining us today.
4: No worries, thanks.
1: It's great. Now, all five of us, of course, will be out in Orlando um, in just a few days' time. I think it's just nine days to go, which is quite scary. So, Colleen, do you want to take us through sort of what you've been working on with Sphere? Maybe we can go from there in, into other things. So, what are your main sort areas of responsibility?
3: Um, well, as I said, you know, along with uh, Donna Beeg and Joyce Davis, we're working on, uh, you know, a load of different um, activities for both conferences. Um, <coughs> I think you'll remember from last year, you know, it was a very social conference and we're looking to, uh, you know, even top that from last year. So uh, we're working on things, you know, you have team social. And I think one of the things that we really want to strive for here is to remember that not everyone, um, you know, is as socially connected as, as say you and Darren are, um, you know, and, and we don't want people to feel, um, you know, hesitant to, to ask questions if they're not on, you know, if they're not on um, Twitter. How do we do that? And so Team Social is going to be there to help you know, the very ba- with the very basic questions and then also um, you know, to help people get connected if they're having trouble in the swan and dolphin. And um, you know, you'll see them all around. We'll have these buttons on. Um, so we're Team Social. And uh, we'll be doing some fun things. We'll be working on some scavenger hunts, um, which I think are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're still putting those together, but getting um, it's a good way to get people to take it from the online world and get them meeting face to face. So um, we'll be doing some of those. Uh, I want people definitely if you're not doing it already, start following hashtag LS12 and hashtag IBM Connect. Uh, you will find out you'll hear about things that are going on at Lotusphere and Connect um, if you follow those two hashtags on Twitter.
1: And we, we had Joyce Davis on last week, I think, talking about this. there's going to be some big screens around showing some of those tweets from, you know, that are tagged with those two hashtags uh, all around the yes. conference. I think they'll also be on the social aggregator as well.
3: Is that right? That will definitely be on the social aggregator. Um, and so make sure that, you know, if you'll that we you have this link available, won't you? People can come and, and find the links because. Yeah. Uh, okay, Great. Yeah, so um, definitely follow the social media aggregator, and we have um, one of the cool things we kicked off yesterday is um, our guest blogging series. So on the uh, Social Business Insights, um, we have invited um, we've invited guest bloggers. So um, yesterday, uh, Femke Gedhart uh, kicked it off, and actually, if you go to that web, or that blog, uh, she lists a lot of the great external sites, sites that you know we don't run here at IBM. But, um, you know, our business partners and champions do um, that tell you about the different, um, you know, uh, ways you can learn about things that are going on at the conference.
1: And and Lewis, maybe I can turn this over to you. You you attend a lot of conferences in your role with IBM and and also just in terms of your interest in social. Um, I mean, are are these some of the things that are kind of going on at other conferences? Are there there any things that you think are really innovative in terms of what what happens at LodeSphere and now at Connect as well?
0: Well, I think, I think, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because one of the things um, – I think that this is going to be my fifth lot of spheres on the road that I attend. And, and one of the things that I have seen compared to other conferences is how, uh, with regards to the space of social, it's actually to reach a level of maturity – that could be actually compared to some of the top-notch conferences out there, like, for instance, the Enterprise 2.0 conference in Boston or Santa Clara that takes place in, in June and November. Uh, one of the things that I really like and I'm very excited about Connect 12, uh, for instance, as an example, is how varied uh, the list of the speakers is uh, covering not just you know, top-notch uh, thought leaders and, and influencers, if you want to call them that way, uh, but also uh, case studies. You know, it's everything what people are interested in nowadays is saying, you know, OK, I, we all understand the value of social and we all understand how we need to do it. But how are you guys doing it? How can we learn for what we're doing? And and just looking into the agenda for those folks, when you have seen it, you can see that it is a wide range of various different businesses who are not just, you know, th- figuring out what is actually happening with their regards to social business but they're actually doing it and and the exciting part is that a good number of them they're not even on the IT business which means that it socialists is starting to touch everything and everyone that's something that for instance last year didn't happen last year was kinda of like you know the kickoff kinda of like tracks for for connect and it was sort of like okay let's see how this thing can move on and everything else but but this year is, is certainly a with, with top quality all around. And that's one of the things that I'm really excited about because it's actually going to provide a good opportunity for folks to figure out whether they want to go. You know, whether they're going to go to more to the technical side, are they want to go more to the business side, or are they want to go do both. Now we do have the choice as to where we would want to go and spend the rest of the time, a lot of sphere or connect itself.
1: And something I think is quite amazing is it is only last year that we first started to get into the social business term and, you know, Get Social Do Business was the kind of tag that went with last year's conference. It seems like it's been a long year in terms of so much stuff has happened around social business and social collaboration in that time.
2: And that's, what, that's what I was kind of thinking. Is, isn't the social business aggregator, is this the second year it's been around?
3: Uh, I think yes. it is. It's- Yep, right. it's, a, it's the second year and I do think it's, it's really cool because last year we talked about at the conference, everyone talked about, you know, as you said, get social, do business and this year, what you're seeing is, are those folks that are doing business, um, you're seeing those success stories, so it's really neat to see within a year's time where some of these companies have gone and they're so excited about it that they're actually, you know, speaking and explaining how they've done this at Connect. I think Connect is going to be a really interesting conference.
4: One thing I've noticed, I don't know about you guys, but I think the attendance this year is going to be outstanding. Like I know, just from a, an Australian perspective, there just seem to be a huge number of people that are going this year, and 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 you know I've been a number of times. I haven't been for the last couple of years because I've been uh, busy uh, having kids with my wife, but um, but. <laughs> I, just get, I just get a feeling you know, I don't know whether that's because maybe the conference is more social now and people are talking about it more or, or what it is but I don't know whether you guys get the same feeling but I, I just get a sense from a, from Australia there's a whole lot of people going So,
1: and I saw some tweets uh, yesterday from some of the guys from uh, Benelux from Belgium, Netherlands and Luxembourg saying there's more people going this year than I think there's ever been so um, yeah, hopefully the attendance will be really good
2: and, yeah. and well, I also think the budgets are starting to be, be released a bit more. You know, it's 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 been since two thousand eight. We've been in this brutal recession, and I think people are just to a point where we're not. We, we haven't came out, but we can't keep not belt tightening. And and that might be a good good thing. That it's early in the year, the budgets are all still fresh and new. There's still money in the pot, and hopefully, you know, we'll start to see the attendance creep back up again after the brutal. Couple of years we've had.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that you know for that to help out as well, you need to have and put together a compelling agenda. And I think that this year is is a tremendous. A tremendously powerful one and one of the things that is happening there is that people are sort of like saying you know now that we have an opportunity to afford with the budgets and everything else and and the agenda matches up to our expectations there's no reason for us not to be there right I mean I'm I'm, you know when I'm still on holidays and everything else over here but I have already a good number of different people and customers who you want to say you know if you guys are going to be there we want to go and certainly talk and and hook up with you last year that conversation was hardly there you know it's just like um, it's 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 all part of saying, you know, if, if if you do have the budget to go and make it, uh, make sure that you do have a compelling agenda to go with it because that's what people will be looking forward to. And 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 I think that this year is, is perhaps the most solid that I've seen for both View and Connect ever.
2: Well, and social is still new and shiny as well. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of organizations are probably coming to see what, what all the uh, kerfuffle is about. Uh, and hopefully this this will take them beyond the, okay, now we've heard about it. To the okay, now let's do it. So hopefully, in February, we'll see a whole host of new connections <laughs> installs.
0: Yeah, and, and you know the interesting thing there, and that's that's what I really like about the Connect agenda with regards to those um, success stories and, and and case studies, right? Because you know when people tell me, okay, you know how is this thing about adoption of, of social, and I keep saying, well, it depends on who you talk to, right? Because there's no a single wave of adoption. There are multiple waves. You know, there are companies that are on the forefront who like to live on the cutting edge, who like to, you know, take things to the extreme and implement social and go through it and experiment and learn from the experience. Then there are all the businesses who prefer to say, you know, I'm going to wait and see how people do it and what they learn and, and, you know, their lessons learned especially and what we can do from from those lessons learned. And then you have the, you know, the other businesses who say like, well, okay, that's four or five years down the line and we are just getting started. We need to do some massive catch up, right? So it depends as well on, on, on the flavors that you would have for, for those businesses. But I certainly agree that, you know, what, what Connect does, as, long as, as, as well as, as Lotosphere, is provide an opportunity to match everyone's taste. Uh, so, you know, there are sessions that are for companies that are at forefront and there are other sessions for people that may be like laggards and everything else. And the interesting thing there is that everyone will have an opportunity to pick up, uh, according to their own phases of adoption, which is which is actually perhaps one of the best things. So that you know you're trying to match everyone's interests so that you don't bore them to death. Eventually,
2: we need a we need a lagged track. <laughs> see how many people attend
0: that. I, I can see a couple of sessions actually that will be rather interesting in that area. I mean, there's one, for instance, from Samir Patel uh, that introduces the concept of social CRM. Um, I've I've seen that track and I I talked to him and he said that he was going to actually do like a bit of an updated version of that one. And that one certainly covers every aspect of the social adoption wave going from, you know, the forefront from the laggards as well. So that's, for instance, one session that I can certainly recommend people to go and check out.
1: Excellent. And something that's just happened today, actually, I don't know whether you guys have seen it, is that the uh, Lotus Online site, or as it's been renamed, Social Business Online, is now up and running. Um, So once again, we have a sort of private closed site for Lotosphere attendees and Connect attendees that goes through some of the details, you know, all the... um, the sessions are on there. There's some private communities. There's a same-time client and so on. So uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. This coming back this year because we've obviously got now some public open communities on Greenhouse as well. I guess this is to to support the people while they're at the conference. So there are different purposes, but it's interesting to see that's back again this year, Darren.
2: Yeah, I don't, honestly, I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. This is not targeted at me. I don't think I ever log on to one of the computers while I'm at Lotusphere. I'm pretty much on my tablet on my phone. And, and that's that's it. So I think it's a good idea. It's not for me. I think it's probably for the, the 99.9% of people who aren't me, but are going to the conference. And I guess that, that
1: comes back to the point you made earlier on, Colleen, in that, you know, some of the folks at be won't be as social as, as we are on this podcast. You know, it'll, there'll be some maybe business execs and, you know, some other folks that aren't techies that maybe are coming to this for the first time. And, and therefore, that's probably who the online site is aimed at. It's for Providing that information to people when they're on site uh, that they can't get anywhere else.
3: And now they don't even need to see it on site. So if they're walking around down on the showroom floor, you know, they'll find somebody who's part of Team Social. And there's quite a few of us now who will be out there and and trying to help them, you know, get Twitter on their phone. You know, we have a Foursquare check-in this year working um, along with uh, Chris Miller. Um, We've got Foursquare where people can actually go into a session um, there's the Lotusphere mobile app, which, um, you know, I, I got the other day is fantastic. So you have your, all oh, you need is your cell phone. You've got or your smartphone rather. And you go in there, you're in your Lotusphere mobile app, uh, and you're in your session and there's a button and you can either tweet from that button. You can check into Foursquare. Uh, it's just, it's really neat stuff. Um, and, uh, we want to make sure that everybody has access to that and knows how to use it and isn't afraid of it.
2: For my own security, I might not be checking in.
3: <laughs> well i can understand we'll, can we'll know where you hordes, are yeah. the mass hordes of people looking for autographs
2: yeah you don't want
3: <laughs>
1: all those
2: attractive <laughs> groupies darren you don't want
4: <laughs> we might Destroy just to create a, a another darren persona and just checking for you mate
2: <laughs> what was the last one i saw I hashtag blame darren isn't that what was going around <laughs>
1: and as usual there's there's obviously loads of stuff that IBM is organising as part of the official um, agenda there's also so many other community focused events that uh, are going on we spoke about them in previous few weeks some of the nerd girl sessions some of the uh, geek challenges that are happening also a couple of things that have come to the fore this week uh, the blogger open which Mitch Cohen and Mike McGarrell are kind of organise and run the website for that's open again that's on the Thursday night um, basically after the end of Low Sphere people wander over to the fantastic Tasia Golf is that right? Just over by the Swan, um, and that's open to all, not just bloggers. So that's at
2: bloggeropen.com. And the number one question: Yes, they do sell beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> beer and golf don't normally go together, but on on the crazy golf or mini golf course, I think
2: you can get away with that. Yeah, there's there's no there's no woman on a beer cart, on a cart coming around. You have to buy it when you when you get your little putter. Um, but yeah, every every year people walk over there saying, "Oh, we're not sure if we're going because we're going to the bar." There is a bar there, kind of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing uh, that was blogged about this week is the Hog Ride, which is Paul Mooney and Bill Bucken's organisation. Um, and that's basically two days now, Saturday and Sunday um, at the start of LoadSphere. They hire some Harleys. You can also head out in a car as well. And basically, do a bit, pretty much a tour of, of sort of central Florida. Um, head over to the coast and so on. So that's good fun. Both the links are in the show notes if you fancy doing either of those two things.
2: Um, yeah, the hog ride. It's if you're not going, it's worth going out in front of a dolphin on the morning that they go out, just so you can hear, you know, twenty plus Harley Davisons. Yeah, definitely the, an experience. Then things are loud, and I think the reason it's two days now is Saturday we go out, and then Sunday we go out and find the people have lost that have been hit by alligators. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> joys of Florida, and then uh, uh, go on, Adam.
0: No, this is Lewis. I was just going to say, I'm, I was going to like say, well, I'm not sure I'm going to be risking that then. The <laughs> no, it's safe. There's
2: There's, there's very few people taken by alligators from Disney properties now. Disney have kind of addressed that issue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, and something else that's going on that we've mentioned a couple of times, uh, but it's worth reiterating, there will be another This Week in Lotus Live session at Lotus Fair. Um, the organisation is starting to come together, thanks to Kathy and Sandra and Kristen and all the others that have helped with this. Um, it's now going to be 830 on Thursday morning in one of the Europe rooms. Uh, The the final location has not yet been determined. We'll let you know as soon as that's uh, done on the This Week in Lotus site. So basically this is before Guru Palooza on Thursday morning, before all those kind of central sessions kick off. Uh, You can come over and listen to us uh, talking about what's going on at Sphere, reviewing the conference, uh, having loads of useful discussions about what's going on. Um, And Darren, do you think you'll have gone to bed by that time on Thursday morning?
2: <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> L- last year, I got a, I got a bad rep because I was in bed by 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night because I don't usually go to the party. I, I uh-huh. normally am, I'm normally i normally dead on my feet by the time the party comes around on Wednesday night. Um, so historically, you don't get to bed on a Wednesday until 5 or 6 a.m. And if you wonder why, just find try and find a Mr. Bill booking, and you'll see why that happens. Um, Surely but it, it would have been better to have
4: it at Kimono,
2: Stuart. Well, at that time, we get kicked out of kimonos at about one, so that would, have been, that would have been difficult. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think the Sheehan number of This Week in Lotus bloopers will be, uh, we'll probably have more bloopers in this one recording than we've had over the previous 84 or 85 <laughs> at that point.
4: Well, I, I vote for a uh, a special this week in Lotus at about twelve thirty p.m. at, uh, at sorry twelve thirty a.m. at Kimono's on uh,
2: Thursday morning. Then I, I think Stuart has a couple of movies of them already posted somewhere <laughs> uh, on
1: YouTube. Karaoke meets podcast, not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: But it's it, this is I was calculating in my head. I think this is going to be the fifth of a sixth live twelve.
1: Yeah, uh, it's done a good number, haven't we? Now uh, Mw Lug. UK Lug, Lotosphere. Must be yeah, a few and, others as well. And, 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 and Lug and, as well. And yeah. so Oslug. Oslug, yes. of course. Yes. Oslug
4: remote, remotely, of course, with uh, the yellow man in the room. It was. So, um,
1: you yeah, know, please do come along to Twill Live. It would be great to have you there. There will be plenty of space for audience. Um, so it, it promises to be a really good uh, session and, and good fun too. So I'll even bring painkillers. <laughs> if you need them. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so, Lewis, why don't you kick us off? What are you looking forward to at Low Sphere? You've already mentioned that you know you kind of see it as, as having reached some kind of maturity and therefore hearing from others. Is there anything else you're looking forward to? Um,
0: I'll tell you what. I think that the one thing that I'm looking forward to this year more than any other previous year is um, the, the meetings that I'm going to be having with customers over there because... You know, last year uh, it was more than more than anything else. The question was, you know, how are you guys doing it, right? How is IBM doing adoption? How we, you know how are you guys are deploying connections and using connections internally and externally and all of that stuff? More than it was more like a, a like a learning experience to say. You know, show us how you can do it so that we get some ideas. And this year, I'm actually going to be meet, meeting a, a bunch of the customers that we talked last year. And they're going to say, you know, this is how we're doing it ourselves. So it's going to be a learning experience for us now as, as IVN, right? And, and see how, you know, how they're using their own connections implementations and how they have extended them. And one of the interesting things that I'm really looking forward to is how they have hacked connections to provide user experiences that probably not even us could ever have imagined. And and that's the beauty of it, right? That's that's where it all becomes part of that uh, learning exchange of saying, you know, last year we showed you how we were doing it. This year you're going to show us how we're going to do it. And, and then obviously next year is going to be like, wow, and now what? You know, like. This is like really, really massive. So I'm really looking forward to having those conversations with customers where we're going to find out exactly uh, how they're actually doing it. And and obviously also their learning experiences on how they are facing adoption. You know, what challenges they have been seeing and, and how they're actually overcoming them and what they're doing with their communities and how they're getting people to use them internally and how they're you know getting rid of those inhibitors and showstoppers that most of us are familiar with already. And and perhaps you know use that opportunity to to not just learn from what they're doing, but also to spread the message on what they're doing so that all the other all businesses and other customers can actually learn from what they're doing. So I'm really looking forward to that. And and then obviously the other bit is something that I keep telling people who go there for the first time is is something that I can summarize in three words. Network, network, network. Never stop networking. It's, it's the place to network, for sure. So I'm really looking forward to doing that as well.
1: Brilliant. And Adam, how about you? You mentioned you haven't been for a couple of years. Anything you're looking forward to?
4: Yeah. Oh, look, I'm just looking forward to catching up with everyone. It's it has been a few years for me, so I'm you know looking forward to immersing myself in the in the experience again. But I'm I'm absolutely with Lewis. I mean, um, you know, one of the things I I always am amazed with connections and different clients that we work with is all the the different use cases that they find for it. And I think that a lot of organisations are really still learning um, the benefits of this stuff. And and yeah, you know, we often think we know what it can be used for and the different use cases it'll be used for. But every time I talk to a new client, they're they're talking about different ways of applying it to their business in the context of what they do. So yeah, I can't wait to sort of you know learn from what other clients and organisations are doing. But I, you know, mainly I'm just looking forward to coming and having a great time and. and and catching up with colleagues and friends that I I network with and communicate with on a daily basis but, um, but haven't caught up with face to face for a while
1: and it's uh, yes, what I think a lot of us look forward to is just that, that networking side that Lewis mentioned you you, you yeah, reiterated Adam um you know it, it's, it's it's all about the people you meet obviously for folks that are coming the first time maybe it's more about the content and then it kind of segues into you know the community that goes around the event and, and the people you, you get to meet with something I am massively impressed with actually uh, just having a look at the, the social business online site is the number of sponsors for Lotusphere this year I don't know whether this is because of um, Connect or whether it's just showing again the, the resurgence that Darren mentioned in terms of the economy, but there's something like 12 or 13 different sponsors for Lotusphere this year, um, which given the, the sort of, uh, you know, fewer number of badges on bags and so on in the last couple of years, I think that's a really vital sign for the conference that there's that number of people that are want, willing to sink money into sponsoring the event.
2: Maybe they give us a yellow suitcase this year to fit all the sponsor logos
1: on. <laughs> Oh, man. <my. laughs> Uh, That's a tremendous sign. So I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Now, uh, Lewis mentioned how people are using uh, the solution. So obviously, IBM, you know, creates these great packages that people can deploy in kind of a vanilla state and then you know ISVs come in and, and build solutions based on those and customers obviously customise themselves. Now there's been some movement around the connection space in terms of an ISV community kind of growing around that and, and Adam let's, let's kick off what you know you, I don't think of ISW as being an ISV but there's certainly you have a, yeah. n- a new solution for connections that, that certainly
4: fits into that mould. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, we announced this week uh, kudos badges for IBM Connections, which we were very excited about. And and I've been sitting sitting on my hands for the last sort of two, three weeks over the Christmas period before I I could sort of announce it. Uh, we decided not to announce it sort of during Christmas, but straight after. And so kudos badges is is basically a, a gamification engine for Connections. So it it helps to um, sort of you know, measure and and reward users for their adoption of IBM connections and we've sort of um you know we've done many I mean I guess you know firstly we built Wildfire a a couple of years ago which was great and and we still get people uh downloading and using Wildfire all the time which is a notes 8.5 sidebar plugging for notes and uh, or for connections and, and your social networks um and then more recently early this year we built uh iWildfire which is uh the um iOS native app for connections, and then I guess you know later this year it was like, okay, what are we going to do next? And and a big part of the work we're doing with with our clients around connections is helping them uh, drive adoption. You know, I'm a big believer that the you know the technology is the easy part. You know, the implementation is probably ten percent of a of a connections project, and you really need to put a lot of effort and thought into. Um, your strategies around driving user adoption, and and we've got a whole program around that, and and a number of different strategies that we work with clients um, to execute to help drive that user adoption of connections. But one of those was always um, measure and reward, and and we used to. Um, and we we still do, of course, encourage clients to try and identify the benefits that they're getting, and and try and reward and recognise their users that are using connections well. Um, and so then, I guess I, I had the idea, probably, I don't know, I guess it was July or August this year to um, to look at uh, how we could leverage uh, gamification or gaming theory. Um, as a mechanism to to sort of drive and and um, recognise users for um, their adoption of connections, and so yeah, here we are, a few months later, and we've um, got it to market, and and we launched it. I think it was on on Wednesday, and and the last few days have been uh, a whirlwind. It's been incredible the response that we've had, and and I think it just shows that you know there's a there's obviously a demand. Around connections for people to to help drive user adoption, and I think we've hit a real sweet spot with Kudos uh, badges. So yeah, it's very uh, it's it's fun stuff.
0: Adam, this is Luis. Um, boy, um, it sounds very exciting, and I'm certainly looking forward to learn more with you guys, perhaps when we are on Lotosphere and everything else. But um, I'm not a big fan of badges in general, and I know that I may Stop. be trumping here on some some really good news and everything, but um. 'Cause one of the things one of the things that I have you know, we have learned uh, over the course of the years, and this is coming from a traditional knowledge management background, is how people tend to gain the system and to just, yeah. you know, make it make it happen in such a way that if, as soon as people see points behind doing something, yeah. they will just focus <laughs> on making the points that aren't in real value so, are, are you yeah. guys facing some of that
4: and, and how are you actually Look, we've, tackling we've, that? It's a, it's a really good point and, and I'm, I'm glad you sort of bring it up because, you know, it's I guess we've had a few people sort of comment that, you know, gamification and does it really work and do people game the system and what have you and, and we've put a lot of thought into that and and there's a few parts of Kudos Badges for Connections that I'll, I'll highlight around that. Firstly, it's obviously, you know, winning badges is is one part of it. but but And some of the badges that we've sort of defined in the system are, are fairly easy to win. Like, for example, um, if you uh, invite um, or if you upload a file, right, the first time you upload a file, you win what's called the um, Files Beginner Badge, right? So it's a really simple badge to win. Um, Mm -hmm. So what's the point in that? What's the value in that? So well, what we've tried to do is not just make the system a a reward system, but a way of educating users as well. So when you upload that first file and you receive the files beginner badge, um, you get a message with the badge that basically says, um, and I'm just trying to remember it, but it it basically says, okay, so you've uploaded your first file. Well done. That's great. Um, To get to the next level, Uh, you need to upload, let's say it's, you know, 20 files, but you need to also tag those files, okay? So it encourages them to learn about another feature um, of of files, right? And then once they reach the next level of that badge, um, it might then suggest to them that, okay, that's great, you're uploading files and you're tagging those files. How about you now start um, grouping those files in some folders, okay? So it's designed... Um, to really encourage people to explore and leverage some of the more advanced features of connections. One one thing that I see often with our clients is that certain users are in connections, but they're only using a sort of two or three of the features. They sort of have found their comfort zone, I guess, and they're not really exploring the other capabilities. You know, one example is... um, I can't remember the exact name of the badge, but the idea is if you create a, a large number of status updates in a particular day, well, that, that might be good, you know, but but how many status updates is, is too many in a day? Or if you create a really long <laughs> status update, you know, like I've, we've seen many, many times people write, you know, three or four sentences in a status update, okay? So if you do that, you know, you might get a badge that actually says to you, have you considered that you should create a blog? Um, and it encourages them to move across it right the the other part of um sort of addressing the the comment around sort of gaming a system you're absolutely right and and look we turned it on in our environment and without a doubt in the world the guys had some fun straight away um you know trying to to move up the ranks and move up the levels that we have So, so so with kudos you earn points right you earn what we call kudos points so if you do a status update you get a point um if you Tag somebody, you you get a point. Um, if someone tags you, uh, you might get two points because it's somebody else uh, commenting or adding information right. about you. Um, mm-hmm. If you create a blog post, you know you might get a point, but if somebody recommends that blog post, well, you might get five points for that recommendation. So, as I guess in the real world with kudos, you know the, it's more often the case <coughs> that it's other people. Recognizing the efforts that you've made more so than yourself recognizing the effort, and and the whole system is is very configurable, right? You you might decide that you know what status updates aren't terribly valuable, um, so we're not going to give it points. Where or we might decide that it's not worth one point. It might be worth point one point. Um, Mm -hmm. Or it might be that a blog posting itself isn't that valuable, but maybe um, a blog post that's got, you know, 200 words or more is considered to be more valuable. So let's give that post more kudos than just a simple blog post. If you uh, create a, a blog post that creates a discussion and has got, you know, say 20, uh, comments or, or discussion points on it, well, that might be worth more as well. So, it's very flexible and, and you know, <laughs> the other thing that we've sort of thought of from a, a, you know, gaming the system perspective is the concept of negative kudos, right? You, you can pretty easily identify when someone's trying to earn points. Um, and so, you can actually build um, what we call kudos metrics that identifies that and Oh, an ESW badge? Yeah, absolutely. You could actually take points away from people, Um, so it's it's very flexible in how it works. And I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to start to adopt uh, kudos badges and and sort of address you know see these problems. I I think as well like I think people it's always the way with this sort of stuff. People fear this stuff, and it's like you know when. you know instant messaging and awareness came out people are like oh yeah i know but you know people are going to chat and they're going to waste time and and all of that right and maybe there was a degree of that when we first had same time or or whatever messaging client it was and but before long people sort of get over it and and they get down to to business and i think that if people do try to game um, kudos badges i think that you know before long that you know the novelty of that part of it will wear off and then they'll get on to um doing it properly doing business so now, what i will, yeah. what
2: i will say is i don't do gamification but i think it's a fantastic way to engage certain types in the user population to use it more but the reason i actually think that kudos is a good idea is the exact kind of exploring of the feature. Okay, now you've got this badge, you may want to look at this feature because it might encapsulate what you're trying to do. And I love the image on on the website, which is the guy with the carrot in front of him. Yeah, yeah, Because that sums it up perfectly. Now, I don't do well with authority and I don't do well with gamification, but that's not the point. The point is, some people do, and I think experts exchange which is probably one of the oldest websites I've ever been to that has gamification, has proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that it can work for a lot of people in the population.
1: And you know, there's a big variety of different users, as you say, Darren, that, that work in different ways. I mean, you know, even on sites like Amazon, you know, there are some people who are really focused on the number of reviews they've written and where they are in the, in the table and all that kind of thing, and, you know, when when the average user doesn't care about that at all. But that doesn't matter because you're trying to guide behaviour. And and the other thing is the number of different connection sites. You know, I I work with a number of customers who are very kind of quite rigid, organised, you know, maybe banks or financial institutions for whom perhaps gamification isn't right. But there are equally well a number of, you know, environments that are outside to the public, maybe to students, maybe, um, you know, sites, I'm working on one at the moment, which is going to be all around a, a contest, a competition. For those kind of environments, actually gamification suits the, the need and the users really, really well. So I think it's a matter of horses, of course, you've got to work out where it's going to work well and what kind of badges are going to reward the right kind of use in those situations
0: yeah you know the whole thing the whole point is that I, I think the idea is good don't take me wrong i'm not trying to try here hear the efforts from from you guys adam and everything else what i'm just trying to say is a word of a word of caution uh you know to give you an example inside of ibm we have got one of our social networks which is called social blue formerly known as beehive and it used to have a point system it took us one week to take it down
1: and, and I remember that being used in in a lot of presentations. That example, right, and, and, right, but, right, but and I that was that what, was because. So no, go, go ahead, Stu. Well, I was just going to say, I think you know, as an independent view on what Adam's you know doing here, I, I think they've learned from a lot of that in terms of some of the the negative aspects and trying to work out how you, how you deal with that. And Adam's gone through some of that already about how to how to manage that. And one thing I was really impressed with having seen a demo of this is is how customizable it is. And so the organizer of the <coughs> um, of the environment can can tailor it really to suit that need and to try and deal with with some of the possible negatives of it. But I think, yeah, you it's know, something we're we're discussing all the time. We've had Michael Sampson on this call a lot, Adam, uh, talking about adoption. And I think you'd probably agree that you know an adoption strategy covers a huge number of different aspects. You know, some of it will be training, some of it will be yeah, um, yeah managing user expectations. Some of it will be uh, around how you kind of get people onto the system. I guess badges mm-hmm. are just a part of that overall strategy. Is that right?
4: It is absolutely. This is. I'm not saying this is the, you know, the, the 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 bullet that solves the problem. It's um, you know, it's it's simply one part of the strategy. I mean, like I said at the beginning, we we run workshops with our clients around driving adoption of connections and mm-hmm. and reward and and um recognition and measuring is simply one. Of probably half, a, you know, probably a dozen strategies that we have uh, that we implement. Um, a- another part of sort of kudos badges is is also the ability to sort of integrate and leverage other applications outside of connections. So it's not just about um, people's behavior with inside connections. You know, you can integrate it into other external systems. Let's say it might be a Salesforce system or it might be a help desk right. system or or whatever it mm-hmm. might be. And you can create kudos metrics around those external systems. And those systems can then um, help drive uh, uh, the winning of, of badges or, or recognition. I mean, we, we had one client recently that wanted to be able to um, call out I guess when um, a particular person had been thanked for their work and, and I know that IBM's done some some work around this as well and so they asked us could we build a badge that gets awarded to a person when they're thanked a number of times and so yeah we go absolutely and so, so it was very easy to do. Um, the other thing that is um, I think quite interesting with this stuff is part of Kudos um, uh, badges is we have a, a leaderboard. And so in the leaderboard shows, you know, the top 10 performers across um, the connections environment. But within that as well, you can drill down and see not only uh, everyone in the the connections uh, community, but also just the top ten performers within your network, which is probably more uh, pertinent or valuable to to yourself because you see where you rank with your your sort of immediate peers, I guess. But also you can drill down and identify. Um, who's doing well in each individual feature so you know overall there might be a particular person that that ranks high but and and we found this with a, a number of places where we, we've installed it you find that certain people might be leveraging wikis more than other people or activities more than other people and and so it's quite interesting seeing that and and what happens then is that also encourages people to explore because they might see that well they're ranked high in activities but they're not ranked at all in wikis so so it starts to encourage them to sort of explore those other things. I'll make another comment about the, the leaderboard that we built. Um, we originally sort of did it and like if you're in a very large organization with you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of users, you know, seeing the top 10 people isn't actually all that valuable to you. And if you're a new person that joins the organization, how do you possibly compete? How do you possibly catch up? Um, so it sort of becomes irrelevant to you. So what we've done, um, is looked at, uh, communities, right? So when a community gets created, you should be able to have a leaderboard in there so you can see, um, where people, uh, rank with regards to the members of that community. But the idea is, is that when you're coming and you start, you start with a rank of zero. Um, so everybody that joins that community when it first begins can actually, um, can actually, you know, start from a level playing ground and and be recognised for their contrib- contribution just within that community. So, look, I look, I hear you, Lewis, Absolutely, as far as um, whether it can be gamed or or how effective it is. But I, I can tell you firsthand that I, I've seen it uh, working. I've I've got no doubt in my mind that. The game theory, or gamification, or, or you know, reward and 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 measurement systems. You know, forget the term gamification if you like. You know, how often are you know people motivated within organisations by um, carrots? Um, it, you know, that's that's a natural part of human behaviour. If you if you want to get people to um, be involved or or work towards a common objective. Um, then you design reward mechanisms to help them get there. Um, so you know that's very much um, what we're trying to achieve here with kudos badges. And yeah, look, you know maybe it can be gamed, but we've we've built it in a manner that um, people can address that, and you can um, you know try and guide people as to what you're trying to achieve. And and I'm I'm very confident that it's going to have a positive impact on on the clients that
2: are using it. So so. I'm more concerned about the name. Why would that I, 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 I saw several <laughs> posts yesterday that linked me directly to the <laughs> Kudos for obvious reasons, I would think. So I am going to take this opportunity to A, mm. say, I don't need a referral fee. <laughs> B, I'm going to invent two more words live on Twill to go along with this. And Adam, feel free to use them. One is <laughs> Koodalytics. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, I like it.
2: Yeah, you can measure because you got metrics, you got kudos, put them together, you get kudalytics. How, yeah, how is like that it. not a great word? And we're so-
4: we're going to use that because I'll, I'll give you an insight. We're already working on our next project because now we're capturing all these metrics about users' behavior and connections. So – being able to analyze that and provide detailed reporting and trending and, and what have you on what users down to the individual are doing uh, is quite powerful. So, yeah, CUDA, CUDA
2: analytics or cuda analytics yeah, awesome. yes, yes lytics, There you go. <laughs> <A> completely really street, free. open source. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one is Stuart was kind of struggling with a term for the, for the operator of the system. And I think that's a CUDA administrator. <laughs> well,
4: we, we had a lot of debate around the name um, and I can hand on heart, Darren, I didn't come up with the name. Um, I actually, funn- well, no, I, I won't say I came up with this, but over Christmas drinks just before Christmas, one of the guys said we should, you know what we should call it? We should call it brownie points.
2: Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not sure that would work in all areas of the world, brownie <laughs> no, points. I know.
4: <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, you've got to be careful when you pick a, a word that that may not be synonymous with what you think it is. Yeah, but, absolutely. But I did. I did. Just so we know, I did go Did you have a Wikipedia kudos to see what it meant? Uh I did I did have a bit of a look, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cuz it, it's it's Greek for what a claim I think it is. Yeah.
4: I think I, I had, had a few discussions with yeah. a few people and 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 I think the consensus was that it was um, primarily, other people, you know, recognising your efforts, you know, kudos to you, uh, was sort of the 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 general uh, understanding
2: of the term. So, so the actual term is glory in Greek, but it also means biological tissue in Finnish. So, I wouldn't expect a lot of Finland-based <laughs> sales.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting to watch. <laughs>
1: And, and just quickly some technical details, then, Adam, which versions of Connections are supported and where does this thing get installed? Yep. Does it go into the WebSphere environment that Connections runs on?
4: Yeah, sure. So it, it currently supports uh, Connections 3. Um, so And as far as installing it, basically you install uh, a, you know, a WebSphere or a J2 EWAR, uh So it just gets installed as a WebSphere application on, on your Connections environment. Um, and you just simply install a a series of widgets. So it's very easy to install. It only takes probably, you know, for a typical connections administrator, maybe half an hour to install, Um, and it pre-populates with all of the sort of standard metrics and badges that, that we've already sort of defined, um, I think we're up to about eighty badges. and again, i'm I'm really keen to, as it gets out there a bit more to to listen to people's eyes, ideas for for different ways of of, re- of rewarding people. One of the a common theme that we've had um, from the feedback I've had to date is that people want to be able to award people. Um, like award their peers or recognise their peers. If they think a peer has done good work, they would like to be able to have an individual say, I want to call out this person and, and award them with a badge. Um, we had another client who talked about that they had their core core values uh, for their organisation and they want to have their sort of core value badges, if you like, that um, I guess an administrator or a power user would be able to award to individuals when they've done some action, whether it be inside connections or nothing to do with connections, um, for, you know, achieving something or doing something in relation
2: to their core. So, um, for example, if one of my core c- values is commitment, when someone does something proving the commitment, their higher echelons can award them that kind of badge. Is that the idea? Yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, right.
2: I, I actually like that idea. It would make my, my wall a lot more sparse, but it would make my profile <laughs> a lot fuller. <laughs>
4: Yeah. I mean, another one that um, was suggested to me recently was a client um, wanted to uh, award badges to everybody that was employed by the organization on the day of a product launch. So every time they do a major product release, they wanted to sort of, I guess, mark. In that person's history, that they were there on that day and they contributed to that product release. So there's all sorts. You know, we're getting a lot of ideas and a lot of feedback, and so I'm kind of excited about the next few weeks and, and months to sort of see where we go with it. But we um, need a lot.
2: We need a lotus sphere one with each badge for each party, and then you can see how many parties <laughs> did you actually get to when lotus Sphere is over, because you have no idea.
4: I I think that'd be game too much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's it's interesting too. I
1: mean, it's, it's one of those things where um, you know, I was having just in one of the Skype chats I'm in yesterday uh, where somebody was saying, you know, it'd be great if it did this and that, and you know, working a slightly different way and so on. But you know, you got to remember this is a version one tool. It's amazing how quickly you guys have put this together. I think it's probably only you know, less than six months since you started the project, and yep. it already does so much. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just incredible to think where it could go in terms of kind of being um, you know, much more of a profile enhancement tool rather than you know necessarily a gamification tool. So it's fantastic. Yeah really great stuff it's great for you to get it out there and I guess going into Lotusphere week um, I, I, I'm guessing you're going to be talking to an awful lot of people at that conference about it too
4: yeah well I guess we we obviously wanted to get it out before lotosphere so we could sort of ride on the back of that I guess and and I know I've in the last sort of 48 hours I've been just flooded um, one, one lesson I've learned is is don't do a product announcement the week that you're looking after your daughters rather than working because um, at <laughs> It gets very hard, but um, but no, I've been flooded, and um, you know, there's a lot of people that are very interested. Um, so yeah, it's great, really exciting.
2: So, question: Obviously, you guys have Wildfire, which is hugely successful. You now yeah. have Kudos, which I think is going to follow in that succession. Are you looking to marry the two and move move Kudos functionality back down to the mobile devices?
4: Uh, look, we we haven't sort of looked at it yet, to be honest. Um, I guess you know yeah I guess you know we'll you know we'll consider it i mean i'm I'm not sure how exactly how much value that would sort of add um but yeah i don't well, know. I was i was
2: more I was more thinking that if people are using iWildfire wildfire and they don't know mm. about kudos, that may well yeah. be a way of bringing them into the fold and educating them about the other.
1: But I guess I guess they will see elements of that, won't they? Because doesn't it write to your activity stream when you get a badge? It
4: does, yes. Yeah. So, well, it's optional, right? So when you configure the badge, um, you determine – when you create a badge, you de- determine what metrics firstly um, awards that badge. And you can de- determine also the date range. So you can have a start date and end date. So some badges that you create um, will only be available for a period of time, right? So you might want to drive behavior for a two-week period, right? And and um, award badges for that period, so you can do that. Um, and then you go in and you specify what metrics um, make up that uh, badge. So there's, like I said before, there's really simple ones, um, and they're sort of designed to introduce people um, and guide them through through the product. We've we've got this concept of what we call kudos missions, which are a, a series of tasks that you might create or or you might perform um, to to win. Uh, um, a series of badges that lead you up to the, the Kudos Mission badge, if you like. Um, and so, you know, we've got uh, that sort of thing. But then also um, when you define the badge, you define whether or not you want to have notifications. So, yes, you can um, you can specify that the, the user receives an email, um, that they've been awarded the badge. You can specify whether they receive a connections notification, uh, which is probably the the preferred way um, the you can also specify um, that it appears in their their news feed and the discovery feed um, so that's all optional um, when you define the badge yeah
1: Excellent. And, and something that, that was mentioned uh, briefly is analytics, which uh, is clearly going to be a big part of Lotus for this year. I have no doubt, given how many companies uh, IBM has bought just in the space in the last year, it's clearly going to be a big thing. You know, The, the integration of BI and social and so on. Um, Lewis, is, is that something you're getting more involved in in terms of some of the Blue IQ stuff? Is, is, are people looking to measure some of the activities that you guys are involved in or, or some of the activities that take place in Connections, for example, inside IBM?
0: We are, we are. But one of the things that we're doing is we are very, we're being very, very careful um, with how we treat analytics, because you know there is this, there seems to be this obsession about measuring social media analytics or social analytics, and and eventually I think that we're just, you know, we're just measuring a fraction of what we should be measuring. In fact, we should not be measuring social media analytics or anything. We should actually measure outcomes. Um, You know, if we look into a history of how we have used another different set of tools, like email, like the phone, or instant messaging, we never draw analytics on those tools. Why start with social software? It's just a different set of tools that allow us to collaborate and share knowledge. What we do care, what we should care a lot more, is the outcomes, the deliverables, the performance of what we get from using social media. That's what we're not getting, and that's what I'm hoping to trigger more in the conversations where we go in a lot of sphere to get people involved in thinking, you know, don't don't stop at thinking how healthy your implementation is with connections, for instance, by measuring how people are using the tools, but actually focus on the outcome, focus on what people achieve at the end of the day by making use of these social tools because that's what really counts. That's what – as a starting point, that's what executives care for. Whether you're capable of generating business revenue or not and regardless of how many posts you have or how many, you know, I don't know, points you get or whatever else, right? So I think that we need to also uh, bring the message forward to customers that this is not about measuring the engagement of how you use the tools, but this is about what do you get from using the tools at the end of the day to do your job, right? And that's that's the measures that we should Just to be clear,
4: I'm completely on the same page with you on that. You know, like this is not meant to replace... The uh, recognition or measurement of the business value of social software. Right, I mm-hmm. I do a whole series of presentations and workshops around the business value of social software with organisations. Right, and and a part of that is is trying to measure and um, identify the objectives that the organisation, the business objectives that the organisation is trying to achieve. Right, what I what I do believe though is that. Uh, To get there, you need to have strategies to encourage people to adopt. You know, connections is often, I think, all about momentum, right? When when you first implement connections, you know, you've got to create content. You've got to create momentum with it, right? Content is king. Without without information, without people participating, you there's no value. In connections, right? It's only when people start understanding and learning more about connections, and understanding the business value that they get out of connections, that you start driving more and more and more value from it, right? And and so you need that momentum, and that's very much, um, you know, where we're sort of coming from, helping drive that adoption, so that you can gain that momentum and get the business value out of the software.
2: And I'm I'm going to I'm going to argue that we, we do have a lot of metrics for phone systems and for email systems. Now, what I would say is, it's like Stuart said, it's horses for courses. Not everyone is interested in the metrics, but some people are. For instance, as a call sender, I want to know how many rings it is before a call is answered. I could not get that on old, plain old telephone system copper wire, but on VoIP, I can absolutely get that. And on email, I need to know the volume of email because I might need to bump my pipe up. Well, admittedly, Domino has some shitty email modern tools, but there are third parties out there that do this, companies like Permesa. So I think, I think you do need to track that. You need to see how much disk space am I using on files. What is the life cycle of a file? What is the life cycle of a community? How long should I keep the dead communities out there? I think there's a whole host of metrics that could be useful, maybe not to a specific individual, maybe not to a specific group, but some person in that, in that organization needs that metric in order to do their job.
0: That, that's right, Darren, that right, But you're talking about system-driven metric, system metrics. You're not talking about business value metrics, right? Uh, from that perspective, well, and I'm well, sure that you know this, we Well,
4: not, not, not really, not really. I mean, part of Kudos Badges has been able to extend it outside of connections, right? So we're we're, we're focusing very much about you know, users' behavior inside connections but, but I think that the more exciting aspect of it and I think what a lot of clients will, will really jump onto is being able to hook it into those external systems and, and you know, you, you might want to measure um, your sales team as to how many uh, new opportunities they're, they're discovering and finding. I mean, IBM are, you know, all about their, their pipe and, and um, cadencing their salespeople. Um, to make sure that they have enough opportunity to, to meet their quarterly targets. Um, and so if you can have a mechanism that um, brings that to the foreground and highlights it for people that these are their objectives, these are their missions to achieve their jobs and their outcomes, or you bring it back to HR, you know, you sit down and you do your, your quarterly or, or annually uh, performance reviews and you define... The objectives that that person has for the for the following period, right? Well, if you can capture that and and reward them um, for for achieving those um, objectives, well, that's got to be a good thing, and and that will help you get to your business outcomes.
1: And on that point, I think we have to leave it. It's a fascinating discussion. <laughs> I am sure we will continue this at Lotusphere. I think we will all have to gather around a PC and, and talk through some of the stuff that's involved in but the I would, I, I,
4: but I would definitely love to, you know, I'm sure we will Lewis, at Lotusphere, you know. And, and these discussions are really healthy because it helps us to um, make these products better. Um, and at the end of the day, I think we're all trying to, um, achieve a similar outcome and, and, and that was very Absolutely. much about trying to get people to, to leverage the technology for, for better business outcomes and, and that's yeah. definitely where we're coming from.
0: Absolutely and I agree, I agree with you on that Adam and I'm certainly looking forward to getting a live demo while we're on Lotosphere, and, and I'd certainly welcome everyone to want to find out more about Kudos Batches because it, it, like I said, I'm, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a very interesting initiative, it's needed, uh, it just probably needs uh, continuous feedback on how to fine tune it to the best of user experiences.
1: Absolutely. that's, oh, that's terrific. And And then there's some stuff we didn't get onto in our discussion, like pricing and, and versions and so on. Adam, where can people find out more about Kudos Badges?
4: Sure. Look, the best place is just the, the website. So we've got a website, which is kudosbadges.com. Uh, and there's, there's, all, there's screenshots, there's, there's um, information about what it's about, there's a price list, and, and you can have a look there. And, and there's obviously a way to get in touch via that as well.
1: Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Adam. Kudos to all at ISW for pulling this together. I think think one of the the kind of side effects I'm really liking is that this is, I hope, the start of a real ISV community for connections, which I think we all need in terms of this being a platform for the future. You know, we've had a great ISV community around Notes and Domino. I'm hoping that this is is one of the starter points for uh, connections to also have that similar community. So great job, guys. Thank you so much. So we will move on to the tips for this week. Darren, why don't you start us off?
2: Mine is for the love of all things great. Do not, <laughs> do not upgrade to new Twitter. It is abysmal. They have destroyed a perfectly fantastic product and put training wheels on it, took the seat off it, and are now making you ride a training wheel bike with no seat. It is a brutal experience.
1: Is this Tweet Deck we're talking about?
2: Yes. Tweet Deck. Did I not mention that? Yes, Tweet Deck. It is, not...
1: hor- it is horrid. For those that haven't downloaded it, basically, you know, somebody like me, and I'm sure Lewis, you're probably in this category as well. I have about 20 columns in TweetDeck. I have so many searches, so much stuff going on, different queries happening. And then the new version shrinks it down to three columns on screen at any one time, and loads of other changes too. Mm. It's not nice at all.
2: And they've stripped out tons of functionality. Just trying to see what tweet you are replying to seems to be utterly and irrevocably broken. Stick with version 0.38.2. It is far better than version 1. Man, these guys should have stopped the beta. And Tweet, Twitter should never have bought TweetDeck. They are destroying it.
1: And I think it's quite interesting. I, th- I think the a uh, guy who developed TweetDeck has now left Twitter. So in fairly short time, he's moved on, which always is is a bad thing when companies get acquired. So anyway, yeah. So keep hold of the old version of um, of TweetDeck. Uh, don't upgrade it, at least for the moment, uh, if you can. Lewis, uh, why don't you tell us your tip? Uh, actually,
0: I have got two of them. I initially had one, but i seeing that Darwin obviously was so adamant about forgetting about Twill. But the first one I want to talk about is, um, you know, in previous shows with Twill, I mentioned how I keep sending or sharing recommendations for iOS uh, apps whether for the iPad or for the iPhone. So I'm bringing that back uh, in, to life. I'm not using Twitter this time around to gather them around. I'm actually using Google+, which is a place where I like to keep a history of what everything that's happening. So if folks are interested in keeping up with those recommendations, I'm, it's a bit dormant at the moment because obviously I'm still on holidays and I'm a bit disconnected from the whole world right now, especially the social one. Uh, but if you go and look for the hashtag apps. So E L S U A P P S, you will find some of them. My current favorite one as of late is one called Air Dictate, which allows you to use Siri from the iPhone 4S. As a, as a dictating machine for your Mac, so you can actually draft blog posts and everything else just talking directly to the iPhone, and then it goes into the Mac and it makes a beautiful whatever text that you have to put there. And uh, it's I think it's around 99 cents. is worth the money. Uh, very easy to use. Very accurate. It's a scaringly accurate, even for a non-native English speaker like myself. And and I certainly recommend everyone to give it a try. Air dictate. That's the the actual tip. And the second tip. Um, Darren was mentioning how he doesn't like version one of TwigDeck. Well, allow me to tell you guys about the best Twitter client ever that you will find out there it works on Windows on the Mac. It's called Janitor: J-A-N-E-T-T-E-R. If you haven't tried that, you're missing out big time. <coughs> and I'm going to put that on the tips as well as, as, we, go, as we move on, on to the, the next tips from Adam.
1: That's possibly the only Twitter client I haven't ever used, so I'm going to give that one a try. Thank you, Lewis. That's good stuff. And no Adam, problem. Adam, do you have a tip?
4: Yeah, look, I was just gonna call out one of my favorite little tools or utility, which is TechSmith's uh, Snagit. Uh, Snagit is a sort of a screen capture tool and, and it's just awesome. It, it's it's um it's just one of the neatest little tools I've ever had. If you if you ever sort of users or or point something out like I use it often when we're um you know, annotating um you know like even when we were building kudos badges if I'm trying to point out something on the screen to somebody that's remote I simply take a little screenshot I can whacking a little arrow it's all very quick and easy there's also another one that's I'm um, from Techsmith called Jing that's that's kind of it as well so if you if you ever need to take a quick screenshot or something check uh, snagit or Jing out
1: Excellent. Thank you, Adam. Um, and my tip, um, well, we want a bit of a Twitter vibe uh, this uh, today. So I'll just mention a quick Twitter client that I use, which actually is unlike any other Twitter client I've ever seen because it is so simple. Basically, it doesn't show you any tweets, which makes it a bit of a rubbish Twitter client in some ways. But it's basically just for you to very quickly jot down your tweets you want to get out without getting distracted by the rest of what's going on Twitter. You know, if you're already focused on a task, you just want to quickly blast out a, a tweet that you thought of. It's called Ren, W-R-E-N. It's for the Mac. Uh, it's just a really lovely, quiet little client you can use. Um, you know, uh, just just focus on the task in hand. Um, the other one is Pinterest, uh, which is is kind of the the social network of the year. I I think I think it's going to be really massive in two thousand twelve. Other people are saying a similar thing. It's really focused around sharing of photos uh, but rather than it being about the photos it's really about the things in the photos it's about sharing um you know great designs or it's about sharing uh you know really good decorating tips that kind of thing so it's, it's more on the on the kind of artsy side of social um, it's kind of becoming a big thing but still invite only but if anybody would like an invite for pinterest do let me know i'm happy to share those so it's pinterest.com uh, so do take a look at that if you haven't already and that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, as ever, we will just finish up by going around the table and asking how do people get a hold of you. So Darren, start us
2: off. blog.darrenduke.net for a whole shockingly two posts already this year. I'm, I'm on a roll. I, I, I am. It'll go quiet in middle of January when I'm in the sphere And uh, Darren Duke, all one word for my rants about how atrocious TweetDeck is now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> At least we'll
1: agree with you on those rants. Thank you, Darren. And Luis, how do people find you?
0: Right. People can find me in, in, in three different places. Uh, that's the ones that I've been focusing for the last few months on the big three, as I call them. Um, obviously, connections, whether internal or external, and a number of different deployments there. Uh, Twitter on the Elsua, E-L-S-U-A, and uh, Google+, Plus, where folks can find me under Luis Suarez. And obviously, my blog is elsua.net. And that's the one that I keep trying to uh, get updated as, as we move on into the next year as well. And uh, by the way, folks who, be, folks who may be following that initiative about living our world with our email, I'm putting together a massive post of what's happened last year in this space. So if you are interested, watch out because it's probably going to go live sometime today.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Luis. And give us a quick sentence on Google+. Plus. Where do you think we are with it? Is it, is it getting the groundswell of, of people on there to make it worthwhile, people going and looking at
0: uh, my single my, my single one sentence about Google Plus, Google Plus is, is the place where the conversation is taking place right now. Um I see the huge potential as perhaps the place where technical conversations, not just you know, and I know that you know people tell me, Yeah, but my Facebook friends are not there and I'm saying like yeah, I'm glad for that. Um it's the place where you can have technical conversations with very, very smart people. Uh, no spam. I've been there for six months, and I still have to see the first spam. I go on Twitter. I mention something. I get like tweetbots all over the place. Um, the way I see it, for Google Plus, is that it's probably going to rock the stage in two thousand and twelve and beyond. Is the so place me, to let, go for conversations.
2: Let me make a point. Both you and Val seem to have appeared back on Twitter in the last couple of weeks. Is the reason because there is a lack of engagement on Google Plus?
0: Uh, um. No, I'm back on Twitter in the last couple of weeks Is because I'm on holidays and I like the immediacy of Twitter of telling people what I'm doing or what I'm actually uh, hoping or what I'm you know, involved with. And I haven't been in Google Plus on those two weeks because I'm on holidays and I don't want to do anything work-related. But Deathly watch out for when answer. I come back.
2: You didn't answer the way I wanted you to answer it. <laughs> 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 you and let that, it that
1: out. And thanks again no, for seriously, taking time out your
0: holiday. Se- seriously, you know, it's a, the, the, thing is, the thing is that... Um, it's making the waves of, of the second wave of adopters is already there. Um, and it started already coming forward in, in about a month and a half ago. And I think that, you know, it's reaching the momentum where people that were diehard Twitter fans are now saying like, oh, my God, I'm in Google+. I'm enjoying the experience. Um, that counts for something. That's all I can say. Interesting. In this short That's minute.
1: a whole nother episode we could go on to. We'll yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you, Lewis. Thanks for taking time out of your holiday to be on the show today. Really appreciate My it. My pleasure to be here with you guys. And
4: Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. Adam, where do people find you? Sure. Just uh, the, I've got the uh, the blog, of course, which is collaborationblueprint.com. And on Twitter, I am Adam Brown, A-U-S. And on Google Plus, I am Adam Brown, which is nice for a change to get my name. <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for staying up late. Uh, and well done no on worries. the release. And I look forward to seeing you in Orlando.
4: Ditto. So-
1: Great. And uh, Colleen uh, had to drop off earlier on. She is on Twitter at Colleen I. uh, The link's in the show notes and also to the the blog she contributes to as well. Um, I am Stuart McIntyre. You can find me on Twitter at Stuart McIntyre and the blog is at blog.collaborationmatters.com. I'm also on Google+, Plus, although not very often, I have to say. So that was the first This Week in Lotus of 2012. We have another quick one next week before Lotus Fair and then we have the live one. So do look out for more details of that. But until then, this was This Week in Lotus. Bye. All
0: opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer.
2: So the, let, let uh, me, mm. I was going to say, let, let, me, let me ask a quick question then. Um, and I've kind of forgot what it was. <laughs> 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 I, I, was I was in the room and I forgot what the question was. <laughs>
3: Well,
2: yeah. sorry about that.